It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Divas That Care. My name is Candace Gish. If this is your very first time tuning into us, a huge welcome. The Divas That Care is now in its 13th year, and we're listening to over 30 countries around the world. And honestly, it's because of all of our amazing tribe, our hosts, our guests, everyone involved with the Divas That Care. So we're so excited that you've joined us today. Well, Sandra Baum. And I am so excited because I had the opportunity to go through her website here, and she wrote an amazing book, and I can't wait to learn more about it. So, Sandra, welcome to the Divas That Care. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you. I can't wait to learn more about you and everything that you're doing. Um, Sandra, would you mind kind of introducing yourself to our listeners today? Sure. I am um, a native of St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I left St. Louis when I was... 17 and went away to college and uh, lived a few years in Indiana, but the bulk of my life was spent in um, Texas, um, in El Paso specifically, living on the border of, um, of Mexico for 25 years. I started my career in higher education and spent 17 years in higher education. I was very successful in higher ed and reached the position of associate vice provost at a major Texas university and had a, what I would just call, the only thing I could describe, it as a spiritual experience where it was very clear to me that um, God wanted me to shift. And I talk about it in uh, my book, An Angel for Detroit, and I describe all of these instances throughout my life where I've learned to listen to what um, what God is trying to show me or tell me regarding my purpose and where I'm supposed to be. And so I left higher education and began leading a very large nonprofit, um, which at that time was the largest YWCA in the country. And I did that for 10 years. And there was another really um, phenomenal experience that showed me that I was supposed to (laughs) take on this position that I currently have where I've been uh, the CEO of an even larger, uh, very large uh, Jewish human services agency. So it's been a great career, but a career of shifts that have come on the heel of me trying to find my purpose and trying to follow the path that I believe God wants me to be on. I'm married. I have three adult children and two grandbabies. And um, I live in Florida now. I love that. That's so inspiring. And all the good that you're doing is absolutely amazing. I'm just inspired just by listening to you all that you've done. I mean, that's absolutely huge. And you just wrote a book recently. Is this your very first book that you wrote? Yes. Um, of course, I did my dissertation, which was a book of its own, but not the same sort of um, not the same sort of effort that was for uh, professional purposes. And this was really a personal quest 
that I've had since I was 17. Um, I spent a couple of years in foster care uh, because my mom um, had schizophrenia. And um, when things changed and she could no longer, um, we could no longer force her to go to the hospital for help, she basically began to just walk the streets and there was nothing we could do. And anyway, I ended up in foster care for a couple of years. And when I was um, emancipated from foster care, when I basically left on my 17th birthday, I said um, I was waiting for my counselor in my high school office and just sitting there in tears, not knowing where I was going to go because I had no place and still six months of school left. And so I basically said, I'm going to write a book about my life. But just like I talked about listening to these voices that we hear, you know, women, oftentimes we have this gut instinct and we don't pay attention to it. Well, I've learned to pay attention to that. But just as I, I heard a voice that told me to leave higher ed, it was a similar voice that said, you're too young right now to write a book. Um and I vowed to do it when I was older and when the time was right. And so I spent my life wow. really um, thinking about this book, but it's my memoir, and it really came together um, just p- based on all of the um, e- events that I've, I've had in my life. People say, God, Sandra, become so successful after you know such a tumultuous childhood. And a lot of that had to do, um, the bulk of it was fate. And so I often say that my book is a book about grace because if you're the recipient of grace, then you you realize how blessed you are and how you are never alone. But others who've read the book have said it's a book about faith. And so I think it's a wonderful book that takes you through my life, through all of the ups and downs and twists and turns of living you know, with a mom who had schizophrenia and all the adventures that that led to from moving around the city and the country uh, on these quests where she was convinced, you know, that um, she was supposed to be there for reasons that I won't get into because they're in the book and I don't want to give any spoilers. But mm-hmm. but basically, um, it's a book that takes people through just tremendous um Tremendous success, but tremendous challenge through whether they were professional, personal. Um, so, so there's something there for everyone, whether it's mental health, foster care, um, dreaming, hope, you know, love, forgiveness. All of those things, I think, that it takes to really have a healthy um, self-esteem and to be strong in who you are and the purpose that has been placed on your life. Wow. I'm so honored that you are sharing this on my podcast today. This is just amazing. I honestly can't wait to go and check it out and go read this because it's just something that already I can feel it in my heart that I want to read. So also um, just in in thinking about so many things, (laughs) so many stories, it's like where do you want to begin? You know, one of the things that, um, that I will also say about myself is I'm a dreamer. Um, not like dreaming, like, oh, what's my future going to hold? But I dream dreams, and I've always tried to understand, you know, what's behind dreams. And so I've done a lot of work 
in trying to understand the meaning of dreams, you know, how dreams, um, how they how they reflect in real life. You know, some of some of our greatest problems that we have, challenges that we have, you go to bed with this on your mind. And, and if you can find, um, if you are a dreamer and you can find a way to connect those things, I've gotten many solutions to big challenges on the job, um, you know, through dreams sometimes where, you know, it's, it's um, so solutions cool. come to you. I never thought of it that way that you can really take something from your dreams. And I've heard that in the past that some people have come on the program and they've mentioned that, but I love how that's really been a part of your journey. You know, I'll give you one short example, um, and I'll keep it short so we can keep the conversation <clears throat> moving. But I once had to make a decision uh, about uh, a manager of a, of a program that I was overseeing, and I had gotten feedback that um, that would not be the best decision to put the person who was next in line in that manager's position. And I thought, well, gosh, you know, how do I not give that person the opportunity? They've been here for this long and they've been in this position for this long. And I was very troubled by it. Um, but I had written um, three three grants and I could no longer myself oversee another one. And so I had to find someone to lead one of those programs. So I went to bed and I had this dream. I dream a lot about storms. And in this case, I dreamt of a tornado coming and I grabbed my three children um, because we were on a single story. There was no basement. And so we couldn't run to the basement, but I decided to uh, grab them, hold them close, and I nestled myself in the frame of the house like braced my legs under this archway that I knew was one of the major pillars and frame, the frame of the home. And we, the storm came, it passed, and we were safe, um, and that was the dream. And while I was sitting at my office the next day at work, and I was just thinking about this problem that I needed to resolve, I needed to someone to be a director of this program, and as I'm sitting at my desk, I looked on my bookshelf, <clears throat> and there were three binders. And each of those binders was the grant that I had written for each of those programs that I was overseeing. And it hit me in that moment that the grant itself is the foundation of the program. And when you need answers, you go to the foundation. And so I grabbed the book, the one that had the grant application for the position that I needed to fill, and I opened it up, and there it was as clear as day in black and white that the director had to have certain credentials and certain experience and so many years of experience. And the individual that I was concerned about promoting didn't have that experience. And it gave me the comfort to advertise the position broadly to hire, you know, externally for that position. But that's how, you know, I came to that conclusion. That. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> and that is so, so cool. Yes. 
Oh, my gosh. But you have to pay attention. You know, you have yeah. to, to have your mind and your heart in a space where you're like, oh, it wasn't just a crazy dream, but you you study it and you try to understand what the point is. And then if you're thoughtful in these spaces where you're going, then you'll see signs, you know, that point yeah. to, um, like I saw the three books there on the shelf and realized that those that was the foundation you know, for the program. Well, and I like how you said, too, that a lot of the gut instinct, and I felt that in my life, too. There's been certain times in my life that it's, it's that gut instinct, and it's led me to a wrong place. And there's been a few times that I wasn't listening and paying attention, and that's the only times that things didn't work out the way that they were supposed to work out. So I really love that you're sharing that because I think more people maybe need to be a little bit more aware of that. Yeah, I, I just don't think that I, I don't live my life in coincidences. Um, I've learned trust my gut instinct, and I've learned to connect the dots when you meet people. Uh, you know, you hear people say, "Oh, it was a divine meeting," you know, and it's like that meeting happened at the right time, at the right place, with the right person, and it was not expected. You know, so you mm-hmm. say, "Wow." You know, here I am just going about my life and I meet this person that I need to meet who has answers to this or who can help me with that. Um, but you've got to be willing and open to talking to people and honestly trying to see what's in their heart, what their needs are. And I think we spend so much time in relationships rushing through things. You know, I've got to get here, I've got to get there. We don't take the time to listen and to pay attention, to look people in the eye and to try to see, you know, their heart. And so I yeah. think when you can do that, it really, you know, you, you have what some may call coincidences. Oh, what a coincidence that I ran into this person. <laughs> Not a coincidence. You know, I don't see no, it that way. It's purposeful. <laughs> so, Sandra, can I ask you why you decided to write the book now? So, um, interestingly enough, I guess once I became uh you know, my the first CEO of this large nonprofit, not the first CEO, but my first role as a CEO of a large nonprofit, I figured, okay, I've reached success and I, it's really time for me to write this book. Um, and by that time, I don't even know how old I was, you know, maybe, you know, how old am I now? I'm not going to tell you, but maybe I was 40. <laughs> and so I um, I set out to begin writing the book and I, a friend gave me the keys to her place in the mountains, and I went and spent four and a half days by myself in, on 70 acres of land just writing, writing. I got a draft, and I gave it to uh, several people to read. It was about 75 pages at that time. And I got feedback from um, uh, a historian And it was the most tremendous feedback, but it sent me on a journey to research my family history because there were gaps that, you know, I wrote when I was doing this sort of busy writing. I just wrote. But there were lots of gaps in there. And in going back and researching the family history and being able to interview um, my aunts and uncles who were still alive uh, to fill in those gaps and to help them match with Ancestry.com, which I became addicted to, really became this labor of love that I had to 
get right. And I really felt, you know, sometimes people write a book and they say, oh, I wrote this book in a weekend. Oh, I wrote this book in a month. Well, it took me 15 (laughs) years to write this book because I was still married with little children. I was moving across the country here and there. And I needed to basically, you know, take my time and, and do it right. So I always say it. The book will be finished in God's time. You know, when it is time, it will be time. And so I didn't punish myself that I couldn't write every weekend. There were times when I could write every day. And then there were times when I would go for six months without picking it up. But in that time, so much changed, so much evolved. And my life and the book became richer in these experiences to be able to show how when you really believe and depend on from this faith perspective, these examples come. And so I've been, the longer it took me to finish the book, the more of these examples came forward. And so it's, a, it's really a testimony um, of just the grace that has um, occurred throughout my life through people, who have come, angels, experiences, people that I've just met randomly who sowed seeds into my life that changed my life. And um, and I think people need it to see this type of hope that no matter how difficult your upbringing, no matter how hungry you are, how poor you are, you're in foster care, your parent, your mom has schizophrenia, you're on public assistance, you know, you're being bullied at school. All of these challenges, through all of that, you keep, you know, hope, you keep doing the right thing and the right people come into your life and they help you soar. And so this book really is is about not just telling my story, I'm hopeful that by reading the book, people will find this faith or at least become introduced to what that looks like and what that feels like. And they will begin to explore what it means to have a greater relationship, you know, between your heart and God. Oh, my gosh. Sandra, I'm just just blown away by you right now. I'm just so happy that you are my guest today because this is exactly what I need to be here in my life right now. And I can't wait to share this with all of our tribe and all the people around the world because everything that you just said is so true and so needed. This world needs more of that. And I want to thank you so much for just taking the time just to chat with me and share just a little bit about your life and about this amazing journey and this amazing book. Um, Would you mind maybe... I know that we have a few minutes here. I just want to say if there's any some last-minute things that you can share with our listeners, maybe to help them through their day, too, today. Thank you so much. I think, you know, um, as I think about, you know, rough days, um, this is a weekend, everyone's getting ready for the weekend, but sometimes, you know, you get ready for the weekend and it's not necessarily a good weekend. But I just think if, um, you know, people just pause for a moment um you know, take a walk outside, step outside and sit on the back porch or walk around the corner from your office. But just realize that life surrounds us and it's everywhere. If you look around, you listen, you see the birds, you see ducks, you, you hear cars going by. 
You hear planes overhead. It's just this moment of of silence that we take um, to help you realize how beautiful life is because there's so much in this speedy world that we live in right now where we're running, 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 um, just pausing to take a breath of nature will shift how you're feeling and will give you some perspective that there is just more to it than the rat race that we're running and that we need to just slow down and appreciate um, silence sometimes. I love that. That is beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Sandra, how can they go and pick up your book so that they can go check out An Angel for Detroit? Yes, An Angel for Detroit. It is available everywhere (laughs) that books are sold, um, online, through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, you know, Tumblr Books, any bookstore. You can search my name, Sandra Bram, B-R-A-H-A-M, and you can um, find the book that way as well, um, as well as our um, website at Now Press. If you go to Now Press, Dot com, you will also find all of the books that have been published by now, including mine. An Angel for Detroit. Okay, and I'm going to be posting that for all of our listeners. I will be posting a link to our website and all of our social media because I really want you to check that out. Oh, Sandra, thank you so much for coming on to today's program. Honestly, I would love for you to come on again, um, not just to talk about your book, but everything else you're doing. I just think it's absolutely fantastic, and I think our listeners would love to learn even more about that too. Thank you so much. I would love to. I would love to anytime. It's been great um, chatting with you and being on Divas That Care. Um, look forward to visiting with you again, Candice. And a huge shout-out to all of our listeners. As I said, I'm going to be seeing all Sandra's information on all of our social media. Please check it out. Go support her. See everything that she's doing. It's just absolutely fantastic when you have amazing Divas like Sandra. And what a journey that she's had. I want you to go and support her in, in any way that you can and make sure that you take this podcast and send it to your friends and family also. Make sure you like and comment on it because that supports Sandra also with getting her book out there. So, again, thank you, Sandra. Thank you to all of our listeners. And please remember to do something kind today. Until next time, everyone. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and, of course, on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.